Assalamu alaikum. This podcast has been brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the global Islamic seminary. Help us spread the light of prophetic guidance to millions around the world by becoming a monthly supporter. Make a small donation at seekersguidance.org slash donate. As little as $10 a month can help people find life-changing guidance. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Qayyum al-Samawati wal-Aradeen Mudabbir al-Khala'iqi ajma'een باعث الرسل رحمة للعالمين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد الحمد لله We find ourselves surrounded by many things that people consider very distressful Some of my dear friends in the UK, if you saw their messages today on social media, you'd think that Yawm Al-Qiyamah had come. But, and it's the nature of this life that there's tribulations, there's disasters, there's loss, there's sadness, both around us, but also in our own lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises this. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ Surely, we will try you with something of loss. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the many types of loss. Our own beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam experienced loss throughout his life. But one of the moments in his life where that loss was most manifest was after nine years of his message in the year that he himself named the year of sorrow Amil Huzn but it's worth pausing and reflecting a little bit on the nature of the sorrow of the Prophet to appreciate for our own selves how we respond to loss how we respond to tests and trials and tribulations, whether the things we see around us or the things that we experience directly in our own lives. After nine years of his mission in Mecca, our beloved Prophet lost both his beloved wife And then, and his uncle, Abu Talib, his wife, whom, as is described in the early works of Sirah, she was Wazira Sidqin. She was a vizier of trueness, a, a supporter of trueness to the Prophet. And Abu Talib, who stood up for the Prophet among his people. And, did, and shielded both the Prophet and the Muslims from the worst of the aims of Quraysh. And even then, they had been struggling and suffering for years before that. And both of them were dearly beloved to the Prophet And the Prophet experienced deep sorrow. This sorrow 
is often misinterpreted, however. Right? So this is why it's important to understand how is a believer in their sorrow different from anyone else. The Prophet sorrow was the sorrow of a believer, of someone of faith, of someone of certitude, of yaqeen, of someone of acceptance, knowing that قُلْ كُلٌّ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ Say it is all from Allah. The sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ was a sorrow accompanied by patience, sabr. And the beginning of patience, as the Prophet ﷺ made clear, is to have no complaint against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But even more than that, is to be content to have riba with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have submissiveness without objection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, taslim. The sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ was accompanied by gratitude with shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all that he had blessed him with. The sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ was accompanied by reliance upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tawakkul. It was accompanied by seeking Allah's assistance, i'timad, in his difficulty. The sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ was accompanied by complete serenity, complete sukoon, and being completely at rest while experiencing the sorrow, having itmi'nan. So what was the sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ? Our beloved Prophet ﷺ is described by the companions around him. كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم دائم البشر متواصل الأحزان. The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم was constantly cheerful, yet he was consistently sorrowful. So what is the sorrow of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم? The sorrow of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم is encapsulated so beautifully when his own granddaughter, years later in Medina, when Al Munawwara, when she died against the chest of the noble Prophet ﷺ. A grandchild of the Prophet ﷺ was brought to him as an infant on the verge of death. And the Prophet ﷺ put the grand his own granddaughter against his noble chest ﷺ, and the baby breathed her last and died. And when she realized that the baby had died, Umm Ayman started crying out loud. So the Prophet ﷺ said to Umm Ayman, Ya Umm Ayman, ma had al-buka? Oh Umm Ayman, what is this crying? And the Prophet ﷺ said, Hadha laysa bi-buka. Sorry. So Umm Ayman looked at the Prophet ﷺ and she said, Ya Rasulullah, alastu araka tabki, O Messenger of Allah, do I not see you cry? And, the, and tears were coming down the noble cheeks of our beloved Messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So he told her, explaining to us two different types of sorrow. He said, This is not crying. Though there is tears coming down his noble cheeks. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. 
This is not crying. It is but mercy. And then he said, وسلم, that truly the believer is in all good in every state. The believer may be facing death itself, yet they are content and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the nature of prophetic sorrow? What is the nature of the sorrow that we do not deny? But how do we direct it? The ulama explained that the sorrow of the Prophet the huzn of the Prophet had two dimensions. One aspect of the sorrow of the Prophet this is explained by Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib. When the Prophet's grandson asked his father, Sayyidina Ali, to describe why the Prophet was lengthy of silence. One type of the sorrow of the Prophet was in his awe of Allah, in his khashia of Allah, and his being humbled before the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of his deep sense of responsibility to Allah, given the greatness of Allah and given his being the servant of Allah. He's being the messenger of Allah, having this responsibility before Allah. So that awe of Allah and that recognition of responsibility before Allah humbled him in awe and caused him to be in reflection and concern. But with all those qualities that we mentioned, this state of reflection and concern directed towards Allah, with faith, with certitude, with acceptance, with contentment, with patience, with sabr, with certitude, with gratitude. That's one half of the sorrow of our beloved Messenger The second half of the sorrow of the Prophet was that the Prophet's heart was a merciful heart. Right? His he encompassed human mercy, right? Mercy is compared to prophetic mercy and it falls short. And he, he is described, We have not sent you except as absolute mercy to creation. The Prophet ﷺ cared deeply for all creation. He cared deeply for people, he cared particularly deeply for his family, for his companions, for those close to him. But what is this caring? Rahma, mercy, is care and concern through seeking good for another. Rahma is care and concern through seeking good for another. The Prophet ﷺ cared for Sayyidah Khadijah. So he felt mercy, deep, intense mercy at her loss. He realized what she represented in his own life of mercy. So he felt that loss. The, the Prophet ﷺ recognized what Sayyidah Khadija or, or Abu Talib represented in protecting the interests of his community at that time. And he felt deep concern and care for their good as well. And all of this, caused him sorrow, caused him pain. 
But the Prophet ﷺ never dwelled in the sorrow, never dwelled in the pain. The Prophet ﷺ directed himself fully to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that human experience of sorrow. And he turned fully to Allah and he turned towards Allah's creation in seeking mercy for them. We can see very briefly three examples from the year of sorrow. The first two of these have to do with the journey to Ta'if. The Prophet ﷺ, when he experienced the loss of Sayyidah Khadija in the ninth, after nine years of his message, then, and the loss of Abu Talib, his uncle and protector, he didn't just stay home and do nothing. Not so long after, he headed out to Ta'if. That, because Quraysh had started attacking him even more and torturing his, peop his own people, the Muslims, even more than they ever had before. But the Prophet ﷺ didn't just stay home, but I'm, I'm mourning. That's not. I am down. That's not the Prophet ﷺ. And that's not how we should be. What did he do? His concern for Allah and his concern for Allah's creation caused him to, to go by foot, accompanied only by his adopted son, Zayd ibn Haritha. And they went on foot from Mecca to Ta'if, days of journeying through mountainous rough terrain to call those people. That is prophetic sorrow. It's deep concern for Allah and deep concern for Allah's creation. And at Ta'if, as you know, he was rejected. And they threw, they sent the fools amongst them and the children and even the servants to insult him, alayhi salam, to throw stones at him. But when he went and took shelter by a wall draped with grapevines, and he took shelter there and rested a little bit while he was still bleeding, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and his own adopted son, an attendant, Zayd ibn Haritha, who used to be known as Zayd ibn Muhammad, he, he, he had been wounded even on his head because of the stones thrown and he was trying to shield the Prophet But there he made the famous dua. And all of us should go back to the life of the Prophet and read this amazing dua. That, O oh Allah, it is to you that I complain of my weakness of, and how little people regard me. Then he continued. But then he says, But if you are not upset with me, if you are not upset with me, then I have no concern whatsoever. Right? And then he continues an amazing dua. Right? He says, however, your mercy is more expansive for me. And he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that I seek refuge in the light of your countenance. A'udhu bi nuri wajhika. I seek refuge in the light of your countenance by which all darkness is lifted. Right? And, and he asks Allah for protection and care and support. 
This is the sorrow of the Prophet ﷺ. He's teaching us that when there is difficulty, turn to Allah. Don't deny the pain, but don't dwell in the pain. Don't deny the pain, but don't dwell in it. That is the response of the Prophet ﷺ. But then also, we see in it the mercy, right? That he went to call these people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's mercy, caring for good. Busy yourself with good. He took his own adopted son with him. And when they reached the outskirts of Mecca, Zayd was very worried. He said, why are we going back to these people? When they are the ones who caused you to have to leave. I leave alone and, in, and quietly. Which think how you know, the Arabs, of, of, particularly of that time, were people of honor. It would be considered almost shameful to leave quietly from your own city. But that's how they left it. You're going to go back to that city when, that's, when they were the ones who caused you to leave? And they've done to you all that they've done to you. And the Prophet ﷺ said, O Zayd, it is Allah who will give victory to his religion. And O Zayd, it is Allah who is the protector of your Prophet. ﷺ, right? He consoled him. He consoled him. And this certitude in the sorrow that if you respond in the good, Allah will open doors on the way back. From Ta'if, the Prophet ﷺ rested by a group of, you know, by a cluster of trees. And as he was praying in the depths of the night, so he, this is the, the Prophet who was wounded and had been bleeding. What does he do in the depths of the night? He is there directing his concern and sorrow to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in prayer. And jinn came and they heard his recitation. And they believed, and that's the opening of Surah Al-Jinn. Right? And Allah told the Prophet ﷺ that they came. قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ Say, it was revealed to me, أَنَّهُ اسْتَمَعَ نَفَرٌ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ That a group of jinn heard the recitation. And they returned to their people as believers. And that's the certitude the believer has, that as our Prophet said, truly the believer is in all good in every state. But we have to recognize the good that comes with difficulty. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not tell us that after difficulty comes ease. He tells us, Inna ma'al usri yusra. Truly with difficulty comes ease. Truly with difficulty comes ease. And in the verses from Surah Alam Nashrah, there's one difficulty mentioned. Inna ma'al usr. Truly with the difficulty. The difficulty is one, but the ease is manyfold. Truly, with the difficulty comes much ease. Truly, with the with the difficulty comes much ease. Every difficulty, if we stop and reflect on the good that you already have and the good that is ahead of you, not just in this life but in the next, we are drowning in blessings, and we just have. To wake up to them when we feel sorrow. How? As the Prophet ﷺ did. 
turn to Allah and nurture that relationship. Because if you do, you're in all good. But also, feel the pain, but direct it towards the good. You feel sad at the loss of someone, give ongoing charity on their behalf. Visit people who love them as you did. Go meet other people. Do something of the good in your life. And those are the two keys of prophetic response to sorrow. With faith and certitude and contentment and steadfastness and gratitude. May Allah make us appreciate the beautiful ways our Prophet ﷺ responded to sorrow and difficulty. And may Allah enable us to respond in the most beautiful of ways to everything that Allah sends us. أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُ إِنَّهُ وَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم Two of the great surahs that were revealed during the year of sorrow, both which provide consolation to our dear Prophet ﷺ, but serve for us as the followers of the Prophet ﷺ, as consolation and clarity and certitude, are Surah Al-Duha and Surah Alam Nashrah, and they are next to each other. Both contain reminders for us of contentment and certitude and steadfastness and gratitude. So if one feels down or you hear someone who's down, encourage them to read these surahs and to reflect on their meanings. Last thing, the Prophet used to frequently recite an amazing dua. He used to say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum, Bi Rahmatika Astaghith. O all living, O all sustaining, in your mercy do I seek urgent assistance. Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum, O living, O all sustaining, in your mercy do I seek urgent assistance. And this is a beautiful dua of our beloved messenger. Anytime you feel difficulty or distress, make this dua. Who are you calling upon? Who, whose servant are you? You are not weak. You are a servant of the living, the all-sustaining. And you've been given the key through dua to call upon him directly. Right? The one who's sustaining all of this and beyond. You can call upon him directly. So don't wallow in your own pain. Turn to the one who can lift it. Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum, O living, O all sustaining, Birahmatika, in your mercy do I seek urgent aid. And there's many variations of this dua that you can find in the collections of prophetic supplication. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow his blessings and peace and mercy and honor. Upon our beloved Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala Sayyidina wa Nabina Muhammad al-Qadr al-Azim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Allahumma khfir lil-Muslimina wal-Muslimat wal-Mu'minina wal-Mu'minat al-Ahyai minhum wal-Amwat Rabbana innaka qareebun sami'un mujibut da'awati ya arhamun rahimin Allahumma ansurna wansur ummata Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allahumma arhamna warham ummata Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allahumma 
اللهم ادفع عنا وعن امتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الظلم والقحط والجور والشدائد يا رب العالمين وابدل عسرنا يسرا يا اكرم الاكرمين وردنا وامه سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اليك والى نور هدي نبيك المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم احفظنا واحفظ اباءنا ومشايخنا وامهاتنا وذوي الحقوق علينا يا رب العالمين وصل وسلم وبارك على الرحمه المهداه سيدنا ونبينا محمد واله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المسين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the global Islamic seminary. Visit seekersguidance.org to access reliable Islamic knowledge taught by qualified teachers. We offer a wide range of courses, podcasts, articles, and a world-class answer service. Support us in spreading free, reliable Islamic knowledge to millions around the world by becoming a monthly supporter. Visit seekersguidance.org/donate and make a small monthly commitment today. Our beloved Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, "Whoever guides someone to goodness will have a similar reward." So don't forget to share this podcast and spread prophetic guidance.